Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. She'd come home talking about this one girl who's like her mortal enemy. And I, and I, one day I was like, and what, what, what does she do? She's like, uh, one time she said I had a nice, uh, she complimented my haircut, but I felt it was like sarcastic. Like she was uh, like a backhanded compliment. <laughs> Fuck that bitch. You're like, what? That's what this is all about? This five year beef or whatever you had with enemy number one. Yo, what's up, Square Pimp Brigade? On this episode, we have comedian Anthony DeVito. He's here. We discuss what it's like uh, growing up without a father, being with a father being in the mafia and not being available to you. Uh, growing up with only women. Uh, Dante being friends with Patrice. We're talking about old stuff with me and Patrice. Old Patrice stories. And, uh, you know, not to fight your emotional battles the same way you did when you were a kid. Um, really good show. Good dude. Yeah. Funny dude. Um, Great show. Plus, we uh, go over to Patreon with them. It was so fun. We kept going with Anthony DeVito over at Patreon, where we, we do all our bonus coverage, uh, bonus episodes, and we also do uh, listener mail. And if you want to support the show, go over to patreon.com uh, slash manschool202. Sign up and support the show. It keeps the show rolling. And also, uh, Dante does consultations. Dante, how can they get a hold of your consultations? DanteNero.com. Click on consult. Most of my workers on Patreon have done consultations. But that's true. Um, if not, man, if you got a friend that's fucked up, you can hit me. You know, that, that's right. And if, if you want consultations from me, you can find me via email. Advice from Harry at gmail.com. And uh, we can set up rates and stuff. So uh, if we've ever helped you, you know, consider coming over, supporting the show. Uh, enjoy the show, guys. I'm not an alpha male. I'm not a beta male either. I'm just a better man. Better man. Well, put your happiness first, because if you don't, they won't. Yo, what's up, what's up? Welcome to uh, Man School 202 GYBB. Get your balls back. WWDD, what would Dante do? The sexual revolution is being podcasted, and I am excited. Now, I know I've said that 500 times before, but this time, I really mean it. <laughs> nice. Finally. Finally, <laughs> one. Wow, man. That's so you be excited about. Because <laughs> so, we have a special guest. I've also said that 600 times before. But this time I mean it. My God, Dante, are you taking all the honesty out of it? Hilarious. Uh, first and foremost, I got to talk to my partner in crime. What's going on, motherfucker? Harry Turjanian in the building. Hey, man. Hey, listen, Dante, I'm out here. Uh, living a life that w- people wish they could have dreams about. That's how I'm Dreaming. doing. People don't even dream about your they life. They don't even have, they wish they could have a dream about the type of life I lead. A lot of dudes dream, they have imaginary friends. I know a crazy dude has an imaginary friend that doesn't like him. I oh, was like, boy. you created this motherfucker. You could have made him like you. <laughs> not talking to his imaginary friend. He's got his, beef. Well, his imaginary deal, friend's man. not really talking to him. He's like, this oh, guy's boy. boring. So, Did they fight over an imaginary chick or something? <laughs> well, the you know, he the guy who is the real person, mm. he just don't get laid. 
the imaginary friend does too. Mm. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, we got our special guest. Let me introduce him. Let him get in on the fun. Um, coming from parts unknown with <laughs> shadows and pieces of gay dudes in his fridge. <laughs> Hey, man, some of them are straight, too. You know, I'm not like I'm a equal opportunity murderer. Aren't we all gay a little bit? Just a little bit. Come on. I got pink Crocs. Um, somebody's, been watching, uh, somebody's been watching the Dahmer documentary on Netflix. Yeah, yeah good. Fuck it. Uh, give it up for my boy. Good friend of ours. Uh, Anthony DeVito. Yo, what up, baby? What's going uh, what's on? That, man? Nothing much, man. I'm very happy to be here, man. Thanks for Good to me. see you. The, the, the shadows is really is very uh, menacing. I, yeah. <laughs> I try. I try my best to be more powerful. I try to exude more power than I have. I try to intimidate you a little bit. You're, 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 even the shadow on the side of the face, it reminds me of the picture of my face on the side of the truck, like the, the half shadow I do. <laughs> it's the way you, they used to light up uh, monster movies in the twenties. It's kind of yeah, from, yeah. from below, like well, a Dracula. He's doing it. He got the cool half face. This just this is true. Drama. The old school was just a flashlight underneath uh, Bella Lugosi's chin, but whatever. Mm. You know, you got to do it. Together. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah what up, brother? It. How are you, man? Good to see you, bro. Yeah, man, I'm good, man. I just uh, like I was saying, I just uh, uh, back in town, uh, back in the city. I was in Scotland for like a month doing the Edinburgh Fringe Fest, man. And I'm going to add like, how was that? Like we wasn't talking about it off air, but sure, yeah, yeah, we'll try. Yeah, we'll try to be like, oh, interesting, actually, Dante, you bring it that? up. Wow. <laughs> Fascinating, man. Um, yeah, man, it was brutal, man. It was uh, they just the sensibilities are different. Um, right. And like so like we're saying, like, yeah, they just like, you know, they don't they don't sort of they don't uh, experience comedy the way like American audiences do. We're like uh, you're kind of engaged with comedy over there, man. Comedy is just presented to you. You just kind of sit back like a movie. and you judge it like a movie. In yes, a way. Very much like a movie. Now, do they laugh or they don't laugh? No, man, they don't laugh. Anything. They barely they barely giggle. And then afterwards, they'll be like, that was really good or like whatever. But it's like wow, you were amazing. Right. Yeah. Like, where were you? Though? I looked in your face, man. I looked in your face for an hour. You didn't budge. Get out of here. <laughs> no, you know, no. what's funny, because, because you know, I, my son. So I have a I, I don't know if you know what was going on with me, but I have a uh, I this uh, woman from England tracked okay. me down from the podcast. Okay. And found me, stole my my sperm, and then I have a son who's three years old. And then she um she stole my sperm, and wanted told me she wanted to live in Brooklyn in a brownstone and just raise a great kid. And I gave her all of that, and she was like, ah, "Changed my mind." And she snatched my son and took him back to England. So wow, yeah, yeah. Don't don't look that. Uh, it's not, it's not that bad. I mean, it's yeah. yeah. You seem okay with it. You're smiling. <laughs> You know, I mean, you didn't see me the first day. I was a little, it was yeah. a little tense. <laughs> right. the third, a while. It the wasn't like there weren't, there, there weren't days of not smiling. I think it's just, uh, you know, a couple of rough days, which is uh, understandable. Maybe like six. Sure. I had listen, six. listen, I lost my favorite watch and I was bummed about that for like, I don't know, a week. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, no, it happens. Yeah. Patrice, Patrice used to have a joke. He said he used to tell Vaughn, um, you're my favorite, third favorite thing. He goes fifth on my priorities or something. No, it was third. It, third? No, it was it was my job, mm. comedy, 
my mother, you, and then my favorite leather jacket. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. I thought you were going to say hats, but leather jacket well, works. The hats, hats were later. The hats hats. Which actually, you know, I'm the one that fucking hooked them up with the hats. People don't. Like he 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 went out. He was looking first. He was wearing alligator shoes and suits. Man, I went through that, right. and I was like, and then he, I had, you know, he was buying gators, and he had these hats. And I actually took him over to um, uh, to check out the Jews in uh, on Coney Island Avenue, so that they that's could, the store name, the Jews. Did they the just Jews, put that the on Jews, the market? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't, you know, I'm not judging. I just want to, you know, that's what. <laughs> That's, that's, that's why the, they're calling it. So they call how it. Trump yeah. says the blacks. There's my African-Americans. <laughs> All Where of them. Right there. <laughs> Where's my African-American? <laughs> Where is he? Where's the one guy? Where is he? Yeah, there he is. Look at him. There. Look at him. Yeah. He's Look my at favorite black. Being my favorite one. Over there just being black and stuff. <laughs> favorite black. Favorite black. <laughs> <laughs> or that, or well, it's actually two because it's also the black dude with the ponytail. Uh, Trump's blacks for Trump's with who he's <laughs> clearly has a record and got he got out, you know, he got let out because of some shit that Kim Kardashian did or whatever. I don't remember exactly, but he's he's they always put him right behind the podium. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I t- took him to to see the Jews and yeah. uh, <laughs> they uh. And they, you know, like my dad was like, my dad was born 1920. Mm-hmm. So um, he was like old school where you would wear a fedora, but you didn't just get that. Like, you know, how goofy, goofy dudes just kind of get a hat and they just put that. You sure. had to steam you it. You had to have everything good to go along with the hat. Like, I know well, no, you, you had to literally take the hat. Right. My father used to take a pot of water and a pineapple um, a can of pineapple juice, empty can of pineapple, and cut a hole in it. It would sit the can, in, and then the steam would come up, and then you would steam it and crease it and break it down. You know how when you see Man, a hat, it's really... Wow. This yeah. was before people had TikTok and stuff, so there's a lot of time to fill with activities and stuff. But you can't have your skimmer and it be not broke. Like, come on. You know, that's that's that would be like... Uh, let me give an analogy. Kind of like Sneaky. most comics now, just, you know, <laughs> very bland and whatever the <laughs> fuck it is, whatever the whatever the kids like today. Um, <laughs> but um, he would break the hat down. So I took I took him over down over to to the, the haberdashery and he cut mm. the hats down. And then I, we would bring it here and I would steam it for him and starch it and put it put it on. And, he, you know, the, it's got the right crop to it anyway. Yeah. Anyways. Little something else I something else I taught him uh, <laughs> that I get no credit for. Right here. Uh, yeah, true. <laughs> I've been true. we've been doing this. I'm already bad. listen. I'm already replying to the hater comments on the uh, YouTube page as we speak. Why, Don't worry. Going- I'm typing uh, time. No, I'm just anticipating oh, yeah, the hater. Comp- yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm preparing all my replies. So for I, the well, hater, the hater, comp, uh, the hater comments on the YouTube section. Yeah, Anytime you, you bring up Patrice, you say that. How yeah. could you say that? Because I was cause anytime I was you there, dare to you say idiot. Patrice was not perfect or had some flaws, even though Patrice O'Neill told everybody he was not perfect and right. had many right. flaws. And the right. fact that he was 437 pounds, never uh, perfect. Really? All right. Him and Lizzo. 
So, uh, <laughs> yeah, and that's your boy, buddy. Is that he had flaws? He had flaws, yeah, man, we, as we all do. Yeah, yeah. One day, one day, I remember going to his house, him coming out the shower, and uh, he, I was like, oh, it was, it was frightening. And he yeah. said to me, he goes, I think the same thing every time I look in the mirror. I don't know why these bitches keep fucking me. <laughs> 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 oh man that's great so um so edinburgh they uh so what's they just don't because i went to england mm-hmm. and england scene is a little like they had some funny like it's a little sharp but the first time i went and did shows there it was and um which was about three or four years ago like you said very you know just yeah. neandering along just yeah. <laughs> Kind of like white girls in uh, L.A. Like so yeah. I was in the mall <laughs> with my mom and we were shopping. Right. And I'm like, I hang out with my mom all the time. And then she was like, the guy in Abercrombie and Fitch is hot. And I was like, Mom, you're a whore. And laughter. Yeah. Insert laughter. So it's like they're like filibustering. You know what I mean? Like in like D.C. Oh <laughs> It's crazy. I have to tell you this. So, you know, Al Franken is doing comedy again. Yeah, I heard he's been around the past couple of months, right? And Sherrod called him filibuster Franken. <laughs> yep. 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 And I and I like Al. I like Al, but he uh I saw him once great, at the salad. Listen, great senator. Great, great senator. senator. He is actually funny. He ain't he ain't 40. He doesn't got 45 minutes yet. And that's uh, let's just put it that way. Oh, he's got 45. Just not 45. Yeah. You want, you know, yeah, yeah, reading, yeah, yeah. he's reading yeah. green, green eggs and ham on stage. Trying to yeah. Fill the bus to the room. Fill Buster Franken is here. Fill the bus to <laughs> Only Sherrod. Only fucking Sherrod. Anthony, Sherrod. what was the? Well, I love Sherrod. Sherrod's the best. Sherrod Small is just the, still the last of the rock stars. Sherrod last Small. of the rock star. Mm. Just living that rock star life. Like no other comic, like no other comedian ever. (laughs) I've been on the road with Sherrod and it's great. It's great because I just hang with him, even though I don't drink or whatever. So it's almost like I'm shadowing him and like watching (laughs) a documentary and it's the best. Uh, Anthony, what was the show in it? You were doing a show. What was that show about, though? What you? Oh, yeah. So my my, so my dad was uh, he's a made guy in a crime family and uh, he died. Which family? Uh, I, I can't say, man. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, but, uh, he, um, he died. Did you get whacked for legal reasons? Oh, oh, no, no. Yeah, man. For (laughs) just, um, for my mom's own, just like, uh, peace of mind for her. Uh, so no, he was, yes. I might be going to Genovese later. No. (laughs) (laughs) Say hi to my uncles, man. Uh, What's up? (laughs) But uh, yeah, no. So he uh, yeah, he was a made guy and he was um, he was killed. But uh, I didn't I didn't find this out um, till I was like 18. And then I learned more about him at 30. So I was honestly like uh, I had you didn't, some, you didn't think it was funny that he had uh, a hundred. You had a hundred size 42 regular suits in the same color. You didn't <laughs> yeah, think that was yeah. funny. Yeah. No? My mom's <laughs> like, here's where your dad left you. And they're just a bunch of crisp suits and hats. And I was like, I wonder what kind of guy he was. I don't know. <laughs> but, so did um, you know him? Did you grow up with him or no? No, I didn't grow up. He, he died when I was seven months old. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. You never got to experience him at all. No, not at all. And my mom was very nervous, like about just, uh, 
I, I think having me know anything, um, not so much that she was afraid of like, she just, she wanted me to sort of have a life outside of that and just be safe and, you know, whatever. Of course. Uh, so like that's, yeah, that's all that happened. And then I didn't, I didn't know. I found out I was 18. I was playing basketball on the blacktop. There's a guy that looked a lot like me. I never seen him before. And he was like, your last name is DeVito. I was like, yeah. And then he's like, I'm your cousin from your father's side. So I went mm-hmm. home. I was like, oh, mom, I met my cousin from my father's side. And that she was like, <gasps> yeah, 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 exactly. Like real dramatic, like Italian yeah. woman. She was like, I need you to sit down for this. Like it was like a whole thing. <laughs> I swear to God. Yeah. She was like, Anthony, Anthony. She sounded like, eat your mother. You yeah, sound like yeah. the, the omen. <laughs> what was it? No, the exorcist. Be <laughs> changey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she had a pot in her hand. She put it down and then right. she uh, went and told me. But, uh, Hold on, yeah. I have to stir the gravy. I'll be right <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the now. The gravy is almost already. <laughs> <laughs> So she's pissed that like it interrupted the sauce. Uh, right, right. It happens. But um, yeah, so I, you know, I was doing the show because I was like, I wanted to talk about it on stage. I had something sort of like uh, I I found out I had this like hard thing that um might have been fatal. So I was like, you know, kind of when you really like face the prospect of death, you're like, uh, yeah. you kind of want to unburden yourself of your secrets. And I never talked about him really to anyone except like close friends. And I was like, I kind of wanted to tell not even so much his story, but like kind of what my mom went through and everything that like she did for me to like kind of have this life of my own. So I was just doing it as like jokes in a stand-up set. Like I was like, oh, it'll be another chunk. And like Mm -hmm. audiences were like, this is way too much. Like on a late show, like, what are you doing? You know, Um, it got too intense. You're saying like for comedy wise, it seemed like the subject matter was a little too complicated to unpack in just like a, a stand-up set and you know i've never i've only done stand-up i've never really fancied yeah. myself like a theater person or anything like right, that right 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 so, but like people were like i think you should center like write this as a whole thing so i did and i was doing it um you know throughout the country in the city and stuff and people were like you got to go to fringe you got to go to edinburgh with this this is okay. like the show that's like perfect for there for that right for that and then i went over it was there. like no it's not <laughs> like, <laughs> they did not care for it over there they in england did no, they, they did like, not. I bet you they liked it. Uh, over no, night in England, don't... Edinburgh's in Scotland. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But they liked they they really liked the storytelling elements of it and like the compelling elements of it. But they they don't really see jokes the way we do. I think in like what jokes can do. You know what I mean? Like where jokes like alleviate a lot of trauma and make it right. lighter. They really want you to hold on to your trauma, you know, and you're like, that, why? like they that want sucks. you to be miserable. Yeah, they want you to be miserable in it. You're Scottish like, people want you to be miserable. Like, yeah, weird. What yeah, if I would yeah. ever make you think that at yeah. all? <laughs> they look at bagpipes as like enthusiastic music. It's like, why would I think? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, just a little light, light yeah. bagpipe, whatever. Yeah. But so, so yeah, man. So the sense of, it's it's interesting, man. Like the sensibilities, you don't really expect it, you know, because you know you, you you comedy all over, and then like the sensibilities of like kind of like a little bit of a pretentious like theater crowd. Like I was even getting feedback that they were like, yeah, your accent is a little too. And I was just like, what? I didn't even know I had one. You know, when you went out there, you was like, oh, let me tell you about my father. <laughs> yeah, it's like, buongiorno, everyone. Uh, they make it the pasta for you. They would have understood An- that, though. Anthony, <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you do the thing in the show where you uh, you turn around and you put a different hat on to play each character? Do, like you yeah. put a different uh <laughs> And then a mustache like like, like Gorshin, like Gorshin. <laughs> it went something 
like this. Yeah, yeah. I think it might just go a little something like this. <laughs> yeah, no, man. I have a series. I have a bunch of hats on a coat rack, and I yeah. I put one on for the different things, the different characters, and yeah. whatnot. Uh, let's just hold on a second because we have to cut away. Uh, just, just stay with us. You're listening to Man School 202. We'll be right back. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. And we're back. So two of my closest friends is Joe DeRosa and Keith Robinson. Sure. And we call each other up and just trash each other uh, probably once a week right. for like an hour and a half. <laughs> and uh, and we will we will trash other people. And, uh, you know, I, you know, truck. Truck Hudson, I'm also oh, really good, really good yeah, with Truck. Yeah. And and uh, Truck called. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, it was Dean Edwards. Sometimes we sometimes we'll bring other people in if we need yeah. more people to beat up on. Sure. And, and Keith <laughs> called uh, Dean Edwards Rich Little. <laughs> oh, that's old school reference. <laughs> Man, there's no one who gets greater joy out of just that than Keith. It's like oh, it's, it's so fun to be around, you know? Yeah. Oh, so and then nobody does it anymore. I was uh, yeah. I was at up, up, up at Stand Up New York. Saturday. Yeah. I'm with Courtney B. Yeah. And um, Christine Meehan and little E-Man Morgan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, John, the little uh, Filipino dude. Yeah, the Filipino gay dude. (laughs) Yeah, different eyes. Yeah, yeah, you got the fucked up eye, right? So (laughs) he was filming. Fucked up eye. (laughs) What thing is that to say? It's it, it looks like somebody poured milk in it. Like he's got milk. He's got a milky eye. So he, <laughs> he has a dairy eye, man. So you just had have to it. go. You just had to go John with the eye and everybody would have understood. <laughs> There's no other job. You didn't go with John with the eye. You know, the fucked up. eye. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucked up by John. I, you understand when, I, when I met him, I met him and he was like, yeah, I'm going to be booking here. And I go, first of all, what's going on with that? Right there. <laughs> can we talk about it? He was like, oh, I was born that way. I was like, all right, now we can move on. I'm not going to act like right. that's not you don't have a milky witch's eye in your head. And I got to keep acting like Harry, you sh- you've been doing this podcast with me for not. I must really. Am I cutting deep, Anthony? Because he usually no. kind of. No, no, it's it's just. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it's actually just, you were going. I thought you were being nice, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that. I've seen it. I've seen. I've seen it, and you've gone. Certainly, you've gone harder. But it's just. So he was filming a thing. A fucked up. He was eye. trying to film <laughs> a show. It's just the phrase "fucked up eye," <laughs> with the way you say it, because you didn't say it as an insult. By the way, no, you were just saying eye. you were just saying as reference, so Anthony knew who you were talking about. Yeah. It wasn't even like you were breaking balls. You know, you know, like tall John. Like, you know, like white oh, dudes drop the M bomb. Get all the niggas up the block, the nigga that's, family up the that's block. That's what it caught me. It's just like, you know, John. Oh, yeah, now I know. <laughs> so he he was he was filming something. 
Right. I didn't tell you this. Harry. He was filming something with some horrible comics that he because he mm-hmm. has all these horrible comics, young comics that he's. Yeah. So the, the first thing I didn't tell you this, Harry. Mm. So I'm it's a three. He's filming. It's a three hour show. It oh went boy. from seven started at seven. I oh went up at ten thirty eight. So three and a half. I oh, went no. up. And uh, he goes, yeah, yeah, they're really tough. But he asked me to close it out so people would go home happy, right? So he comes up. And Harry, you know I can pull it out. Even three, I do. I can, I can pull, and I, I would say I pulled an eight, eight and a half out of that we shit show. Which right? is incredible. Pretty fucking good after three and a half. But he, he, he says, yeah, they're really beat up because he hangs out with all these young comics and they kind of look up to him. He goes, yeah, you know, you might want to go with the with the um, with the you know working the crowd work because they really be. I go, I go. You've ever heard um the 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 heard of the movie Blindside? He goes, um, yeah. I go. If you ever tell me what the fuck to do on stage, that's gonna be Blindside too because I'm gonna punch you in your dead eye. You're not gonna <laughs> oh, see it come. I promise you. Don't ever ever fucking tell me what the fuck <laughs> I'm supposed to do on stage, right? Yeah, what if you hit him in the eyes and then his eyes were fine after that? If you fixed it, him? if you yeah. fixed it, I would just open a spa and just <laughs> pop dudes in the better than laser surgery, right? Oh my um, I so I I go up, I come on stage, right? And he goes, "Yeah, we're gonna film this thing, and then we're gonna try and sell it." And I'm, I mean, if you want to really get a good laugh, check uh, Instagram, check the lineup, right? It was hilarious. That you think you're gonna sell sell this horse shit, um, <laughs> like selling hot dog water, like old hot dog water in bag in bags in plastic bags, not even jars. And uh, he goes, "Yeah, yeah, I spent twenty grand on this, and then we're gonna." I said, "Do you realize you could have had you could have bought a new eye, right? Oh, with geez. twenty grand, like I go, the best you eye, got, like a great one. You could have got the one with the bionic, the." <laughs> The zoom infrared <laughs> fucking you could have had a Robocop eye. <laughs> yes, you could have got a robot. 20 Set grand. You could be solving crime, John. <laughs> you could have, you could have got a predator eye where he does the thermal a signature. A universal <laughs> soldier eye. <laughs> they look at you, they look at you, and then he can tell your waist size on your pants and you right. he's like, This is the date you're gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. but it's and still book were, comedy though that's the thing and, and there we all yes. other comics were just like not i was like this is so much fun like i laughed and it was just you know yeah i don't should have yeah. should have been there <laughs> yeah i think you know what it is it's like um i think it's the people like like you like keith man do you just there's so much joy when oh, you're yeah, doing yeah. it you know what i mean yeah. that it's yeah. like you can't you can't really get it's a different tone and i think yeah. that's like what a lot of like and it's People get offended that, you know, you get smacked. I mean, if it's on if it's on you. Yeah, it's you know, it ain't great all the time, but it's still <laughs> funny. It's, yeah. Uh, uh, wow. Yeah. I need to step back and just wrap my brain around that a little bit. Whew. Man School 202. We'll be right back. All right, we're back and uh, I, I want to switch gears for a second. Um, Anthony, I want to ask you about what it was like growing up. So you don't have a dad. Has yeah. that affect what you do growing up, dating life, the whole thing? Like, how does that? Yeah, like, man. I mean, it was all women. You. So for me, it was like it was not only no dad, like my house was like 
my mom, my grandma, my great grandma, my mom's youngest aunt. So it was all women, all uh, Italian women, any sisters? all Italian women. What's up? Any sis- you got sisters, too? Or no? I don't have any no. siblings. So it's just okay. me. Yeah. I have four aunts. None of them have kids. Uh, Wow. Um, so it's just me. Wow. I, it was just my uncle was the only guy like and he was like uh, he I mean, my uncle was, you know, he, he was, was kind of like real. Was, What's up? No, that was your mother's. He wasn't. <laughs> yeah, he no, wasn't this is <laughs> my nose. No, no, the Maloiki, the Maloiki. Oh, the, oh, know, the curse. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, yeah, go ahead. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm man. sorry. I love that. No, was, man. Dante, you're good, man. You're all right. All right thanks. Man. Um, Can't win them all. No, it's okay, man. Thanks it's for your support, half, Harry. You, know, you piece of I, shit. I don't know what the fuck you're doing. Exactly. What do you want me to give you on that? With it. You should have went with it. You don't know this when they talk no. about the Maloki. The Maloki. And then yeah. when they made men, you go, Who, who's that? You know, you do that. I never oh, yeah. Familiar. Man, it's I, everyone knows more than I do because I was kept. Right. So you were so sheltered. It. I was so sheltered from it. You People couldn't even watch me. Godfather. You ever see Godfather? Dude, I, I only saw Godfather five years ago. I was not allowed really? to watch it, man. I swear to God. Oh, so your mom kept you away from like wow. every aspect of that lifestyle. Yes. The other yes. Does she at least make sauce? No, she probably don't even make sauce. She <laughs> yeah, makes pot roast. That's so funny. That's how deep she went with it. We just had good filter fish every night. You know, you should, that's a good joke. You can have it. That's mom. funny. But um, so wait, so you, you grow yes. up, you're in a household with four women or however many women that's in there that I, yeah. I worry that that's I feel like it's good to have a male influence if you can. Not everyone does. But how does that impact it? Like, how does that impact how you deal with women dating the whole thing growing up with that surrounded by women? Um, yeah, I mean, I you know, I, I I would hear women out a lot and there would be a lot of like uh, sometimes uh, I mean, it's it's good and bad because like I, I, you know, I'm, I'm very, I was very used to like listening to women, like all those yeah, perspective. Things. Yes. Have that perspective. Yeah. I will say, um, I'm, I think it's, I'm not confrontational. And I think that's yeah. like, that's a thing that's something like I would love to have a little bit more of in my life. Whereas like, I feel like I apologize because like women apologize all the time. Yeah. Like, yeah. so I, apologize. they just don't, they just don't mean it. Right. But they seem obligatory. Yeah. It's like they're just this reaction. <laughs> they're like, you do I'm get so quantity. Sorry. You do get quantity uh, yeah. with women as yeah, far as the apology like, goes. The yeah, quality, like, you know, hey, hey, you got to hear yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, what it is. They, they just they use it too often. <laughs> it's like it's like when you're like playing a video game and you use the thing too often and it drains yeah. the guy of all its power. It's like it's me. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it, that low kick. Yeah, they sweep too much. Um, yeah, but uh, so they're so, apologizing all the time for everything you're saying. And that so you feel like you're not confrontational because they weren't confrontational. Yes. Yeah, I, I think so. Like um, like my grandma would be. But it's also it's like a different form of being confrontational. You know what I mean? Like it's a lot of like passive aggressive and a lot of passive aggressive. Yeah, it's a lot of just like. Stuff threats that aren't exactly facing the issue. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like yeah. anytime my grandma would get mad, she would threaten to sell the house, but she would never be like, this is why I'm mad. You know, <laughs> she just said, clean up your toys. She was like, right. no, right. we're going to be homeless. I'm homeless. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a nine year old out on the streets. Like Oliver Twist. <laughs> please, sir. Please, please, I would love some coins to buy some raspberry dressing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, um, it's it's a funny you say that because like, I'm fucking 
I think I'm a little hyped up, Harry. I don't know why mm. I'm hyped up. Uh, no? Oh, yeah. I had a cup. I had a triple espresso. Okay. I didn't even know you could Jeez. order that. Um, but <laughs> but um, so, I mean, Anthony, you know, I do I do consultations. I will. I don't know if maybe you don't know that, but I'm like anybody in the comedy community has ever gone through a breakup or something or whatever, or whatever they've from from um, I, I press professionally take our responsibility for Pete Davidson and him smashing all that prime puss. Um, I remember walking him through his his uh, virgin. He, like when he was a virgin, the mm. first girl and he used to call me up for chick advice and all wow. kinds of shit. Him, Giannis and Christy Stefano and Lenny Marcus and the list goes on. Anyway, um, but what I find is that guys who don't have that male figure, like, so you learn the social dynamics from women, you know, sure. and you don't, so like, for instance, like, I, again, get ready for these comments. Patrice had, you know, his mom, single mom, right? right. Yeah. And so when he would get mad at me, he would he would not call me and tell me, yo, this bothers me. He'd he give would you give the me the silent treatment. He would give me the, give silent, the silent treatment. treatment. Yeah. And he would and like, then you have to figure out what's wrong. Right. Yeah. And I'll be like, I was I heard from you in three weeks. What the fuck? What's wrong with you? Right. Yeah. Well, you know, somebody told me something you said. I go, but why didn't you ask me? Right. Yeah. I was like, I would have told you. He go, yeah, but then you would have just probably lied about it. And I was like, like, what is like? But you, if you don't have that. Oh, no, no. I remember you told me this story. Hold on, Dante, because he goes. Then you would have just said you were sorry about it or whatever. Oh, you yeah. go, you go. Yeah. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> I didn't I didn't I didn't mean it. And you're a friend. And I, you know. Yeah, of course. I, I, I'll give you this. Up, whatever. He almost uh, said he, he said he didn't know if he could be friends with me because of the fact. So uh, you do you were you around for Todd Lynn? Uh, I saw Todd Lynn. I, I never, I saw him when I was like, I'd go to the cellar before I was doing comedy. Okay. I wasn't so really anyway, uh, a guy that no guy deserved death more than that guy. Worst <laughs> human being ever. I have a few comics that actually, uh, we used to do go to dinner uh -huh. to celebrate his death. That he was gone. <laughs> what a piece of shit. Um, but I, um, you know, I, I'm back where, but there was a time where he, we, when he got, he got sick and he was going blind and right. stuff. And I helped him out and I, you know, would pick up his wife and his kid from, from, and then naturally after that, he fucked me again after that, which is, you know, uh, plus he, he borrowed rent money from me. I never got that $900 back. Wait till I see his son. I'm going to take $900 out of his son's ass. So the, uh, <laughs> but, um, I remember forgiving him when he when he actually we had a conversation and I forgave him. Plus, he was like really, really bad place because he, he was dying and shit. He had pancreatic cancer, some shit. Sure. And um, Patrice said to me, I don't I don't know if I could even if we could be friends, because how do you you hated that guy so much and then you forgave him? And I was like, yeah, but I don't understand. Like, why does that make you not be able to? But it was just for him. It's like. You know, if I apologize, if you and I have a problem and I apologize and you believe it's sincere, you would, sure. you either accept it or you, if you don't accept it, I right, we keep it moving. But right, you know right. that I was sincere sure. or you 
accept the apology and we move on, which is a very chick like thing to do is to hold, uh, accept the apology and then be like, I, I just don't know if we could be <laughs> friends. I just. All right. OK, like from my experience. Right. And this is mostly in the workplace. Like uh, I, for a while, I worked in a rail shipping yard. Right. So it's like guys, guys. It goes Harry name dropping again yeah you you know you know listen Rail shipping yard you think that's a name drop <laughs> you know i mean you guys you know not everybody can live that lifestyle you know what i'm saying that's not for everybody but for someone of my stature you know you you want to and rail, profiling right you, you know you living it up at the rail shipping used to yard. walk in and go i was built more liquor than you bought paid for <laughs> and so you know, people, guys fight in that situation, right? It's a lot of like, it ain't, it ain't always the most intelligent dudes or it ain't always the most sophisticated dudes. And there ends up being fights, sometimes fist fights. And then everybody settles the beef eventually and you keep working together. And then there's people who fought that are friends. You get over it, you shake hands and then somebody helps somebody else out. It's like, hey, man, thanks for that. You move on. Like I've seen literal fist fights. And then at the time I was dating somebody, she's like, She'd come home talking about this one girl who's like her mortal enemy. And, I, and I, one day I was like, hey, what, what, what does she do? She's like, uh, one time she said I had a nice uh, she complimented my haircut, but I felt it was like sarcastic, like she was uh, like a backhanded compliment. <laughs> Fuck that bitch. You're like, what? That's what this is all about. A this five year beef or whatever you had with enemy. Don't do that. One? Anthony and Sam Morell haven't talked about his beard in years. He doesn't even play that shit anymore. He's like, he's still holding him a grudge. Uh, but go ahead. <laughs> but it's it's just a weird perspective of like, you know, you're able to fight. Guys are kind of able to fight and like if, you know, let, it go. let yeah. it go and move on as opposed to like, it's almost sort of once you cross a line, they never look back the other way. Some I, I find with some women. But Anthony, how did that affect like that? type of mentality affects how you deal with relationships that affect how you fight with your girl or whatever, or whoever you're with. You do you have a girl now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We've been together for a while. We've been together uh, just about 10 years. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. So she's, she's really good about like, that's a typical Italian engagement, by the way, you're waiting 10 years before you. And then, I don't know if she's the one. Yeah, yeah, she didn't pass through all the trials yet. There's like a series of things she still has to exceed at. Some so with a photograph and blood and a dagger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not it's a friend of pope. ours yet. Yeah, the Pope needs to come for a weekend, feel her out. Like there's all kinds of stuff, like flights arranging and stuff has been difficult. But um, uh, yeah, she's very good at like uh, com conversation, like almost like right away. So that's white great. girl, uh, Latino. What? She's white. She's half Jewish. So I think okay. that's sort of like affects like once something is bothering her, it's out yeah. right there, which yeah. is nice. So that's kind of forced me to be like a little bit more like um, mm -hmm. like if I have an issue. Confrontational. Like, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, She's exactly. Setting the tone. She's setting the tone a little bit, um, which is which is good uh, because like, yeah, I, I had a tendency to like more harbor feelings. Um, but I do think like. I was like playing sports, I think helped because you're around, you're just around. Other guys. You learn and, like, how to be a guy. You kind of learn how to be a guy. And like, you're kind of weirdly figuring it out together. And like, yeah, man, you're on the basketball court. Something happens. It's like, yeah, you might fight. And then it's like, you're, on, you're playing together with that guy the next game. So it's yeah. like, yeah. you kind of wrap it up more quickly. Whereas, wow. um, 
yeah, women, like I watched my aunts, like I watched my aunts in like blood feuds with each other for like years. And you're like, What's all, what is all this? Because they stirred the sauce with the old, <laughs> stirred the old spoon from the old sauce with the new. So you know, Harry, I, I, you know, I, I cooked, I was a chef in an Italian restaurant. Hmm. This dude that hmm. used to run Mama Leone's and um, I, you know, they, they would make the sauce for the week. Almost. Right. So it'd be one of those big jail pots, right. you know, <laughs> gigantic ones. Yeah. And the boat oil, you're stirring it with the boat oil, but he yeah. did everything like he would get a case of tomatoes and cook them down. Like he wouldn't even get canned nothing. Old tom- yeah. just, oh, nothing yeah. just which is why the liquefy the tomatoes. Of, oh, just the Jesus. business because he was just everything was so high end because he was from New York. And I went to college in Wappinger Falls with all there was all these hicks up and up. And all they wanted was pizza and meatball. Right. You know, Chef Boy RD, they're good right. to go. And he was making rigatoni with the three cheeses and, uh, uh, you know, like Jeez. a cream sauce. And I one day I t- I would tell you this, Harry, I took the spoon from the old sauce stirred it in last week's sauce and he threw out the, <laughs> the whole, whole sauce the whole the I, I mean what is okay so 10 gallon is a spackle can right so 30 40 gallons of, of soup threw it out threw it out because i stirred it yo 40 gallons just just like just throwing it on the floor like it's it makes like, a big splash like that's 40 gallons you, my top floor of my house you could cover the whole floor with 40 gallons <laughs> 40 you gallons know, of sheet sauce rock you could do with four four <laughs> spackle cans full of We're out. Low bearing walls yeah <laughs> Yelled, and then I, I think he's still yelling at me at him. i mean he's also a fucking idiot because it was last week's Saw it like, yeah, but he was just like, You contempt, it's just it's done. That's uh, yeah. so you know, I don't know if that's an Italian thing or just a mental or- disorder thing. That that might be a, like a Howard Hughes OCD sort of thing, as I opposed mean, to he, an Italian he, thing. He's Italian, he could tell you, is it, that's a they're very particular, very, I mean, very particular about the. I mean, this, this the different spoon, I've never heard that's like another level. I mean, Italians are super particular about sauce and all those things, but like. A spoon yeah. that was used on another sauce. That's well, like, I mean, but you got to look too. it wasn't like, why would you have you wouldn't have another sauce? You know what I mean? Like sure. in a home, like we were. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Yeah. So for him, like, so why would you have two jail pots? Like you have two gallons of sauce in this one and a brand new 40 gallon. And and so you wouldn't have it. But I mean, he was just like, you know, oh, I just, just throw it out. I'm like, dog, that's like eight hundred dollars. With the sauce, like, yeah, cooked, but insane. But they're just very particular. Yeah. Well, Italians, too, is just like there's just too too prideful, man. You know, like there's just like so much of it. Did that um, affect your does that affect the way you how does the Italian thing affect how you date? Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, uh, you know, I, I don't know if it really does, uh, you know, or what maybe about approval from your mom. Uh, approval from my mom. Not really. Cause my mom was like, my mom was a little bit like over my mom would overdo it. Like in terms of like baby me and like be uh, like you're the best yeah, of everything, this and that. So I would kind of tip the scales the other way. So like, I'm way, I'm like crazy hard on myself because she never was. So uh-huh. that's like, that's the part where it gets to me. That's like detrimental to me. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, 
I overdo it. Like I'm like a horrible father to myself. And right, because my right, mom right. was this like doting woman, you know? Right, right, right. Super doting. Okay. We got to take a break and uh, pay some bills. So hang out and come back to Man School 202. And we're back again. That wasn't that long. Uh, maybe just long enough. So like I was saying, I think what's interesting is a lot of times I'll talk to dudes who didn't grow up with a dad and they haven't learned like because the social dynamics of it is grossly different. Now, I'm yeah. like I grew up with my dad, but my dad used to do youth work. Right. And so he was a dad to everybody else in the neighborhood except for me. Right. But I did have a, a male model to, 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 you know, you when you think about your, what you think of a man is it's your dad. And if your dad's not there, you know, you piece and bits and yeah, pieces yeah, yeah. together trying to figure it out where, I, where he was. And then my dad was a dude, dude, right. like, you know, like real guy, guy. I mean, he was also born 1920 when you could beat your women with a stick. Less blood, no thicker than your thumb. So, I mean, I guess the government gave out sticks. Yeah. (laughs) But But um, the thing is, one time he beat her with last week's stick and he was very he he had to get another wife. He goes, we got to do it all over again. She's like, what? I need a new wife. Got rid of my mom. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's um, you know, that's a, a funny thing. So the adjustment that you made you know, being really hard on yourself. Was it a personal adjustment because you were trying to be a better version of you or, or what, what was the, the dynamic? I think it was kind of a balancing thing because I knew that what, what my mom was saying, although it was supportive, like it wasn't wholly accurate, you know? Yeah. Especially cause like this would happen a lot with sports and sports is just math. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. It's you're like, either good ball, or you're not. Yeah. The ball goes in or the ball doesn't, but my right. mom would sort of like, she would, you know, she would throw out excuses like as to why she'd be like the sun was in your eyes, the ball was deflated. Like, <laughs> so these things. So you're, at some point, like I was like, her reality is not it's, real. Right. So I had to counterbalance and that counterbalancing was like ended me with me like being super hard on myself. Can I can I say this, though, um, to, to kind of have that insight? Right. Yeah. Is super self-aware as a kid to to see that insight and then make an adjustment. I, I get that, as, as, you know, you know, in terms of our emotional growth. Right. So so this is an interesting thing. I did a consultation with a guy. I've told this story a couple of times, so I'll make it really quick. He did a, I did a group consultation with a guy and a girl, the girl he was dating kept cheating on him. Right. He was 27 years old. She was like 21, 22 hot strippers. She'd go to these strip and she'd hook up with her girlfriend's guys and other girls. And, and, uh, and uh, so he had this consultation with me and I, and I said that, um, you know, we make these, decisions about um we make these decisions about our um how to solve our life or how to cope with the trauma the emotional trauma right Right. and so one of the things that i find when women are super super promiscuous is so i I, she she got molested she was getting molested by her dad from the time she was 11 i so i said did you you ever been molested if you don't mind me asking. she goes yeah I was 11 from 11 to 16 her dad was touching her and whatever and so you're in a situation where you perceive um intimacy as painful because it's 
from a guy who's supposed right. to keep you safe. But it's it's there's this contradictory kind of thing. So as a young kid, your your, your way of solving that is, OK, intimacy hurts. So what I'll do is I'll separate sex from intimacy, intimacy, and then I'll just have a lot of sex. So it's kind of like if you've got arsenic and you take an eyedropper full of arsenic um, and drip it down your throat, you die. Whereas right. you take that eyedropper of arsenic and you put it in a, in a baby pool, you dilute it. So the more right. sex you would have, sure. the less painful it is because it's, it's, it's just sex. What does it matter? Right. Um, which is why she, you know, even though she loved this dude, her, the, she had learned this way of coping with this trauma. Right. The problem is she was 11 when she came up with this solution. Right. Right. And and so then when you're I mean, I don't know. How old are you now? 40, man. But you're right, so, though. So you so that was the solution you had at the time, which is right. still ridiculously insightful and aware that this is something that needs to be. I'm not going to be right if I don't have this balance. But right. it's still the degree is is degree like it's the, the intensity is set by you at what? 10 years old, 15 years old. <laughs> yeah, man. And then you you got to kind of revisit what, like, okay, do I really need to be this hard with my, I mean, I yeah, I, I figured out a way to survive and the balance things, but I probably wasn't the, the, the best person at 12 years old to, so, so let me readjust my solution at 40. Yeah. But we don't do that. No. We just, you just do what you did at 12. You know, it's yeah. Like, and that's, yeah. yeah, no, that's what I'm, I'm doing. in you know, that's why I'm in therapy once a week or twice a week, whatever I it is. You should have asked me. I would have told you what it was. Yeah. Because it's, if you ask yourself, is it really reasonable for me this, to be this hard on myself? Right. And you just not. say it out loud. Yeah. You go, what am I, what am I doing? Of this course. is the first time I've ever done this and I'm not perfect at it. Of course why do I feel like trash? You know? Yeah. And you start like, you'll go back to the, like, whatever those like harmful thing, like whatever yeah. was like the manifestation of like you being mean to yourself. Like in my case, like it would be yeah. like, I used to like, I would hit myself. You know what I mean? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like I would like, I punch myself in the head as like sort of this like physical representation of like, like internally. seriously bang yourself in the head. Like, yeah, man. Like I have like, I have like stitches on the top of my head from really? like banging my head against the wall. Yeah. No, man. I was like very like, I, it's almost, it's, it's kind of, it's funny in this way of like, that's how good of a mom I was. My mom was, that that's like how yeah. bad I needed yeah, yeah. to be as like a father. Or how I'm, bad your mom was because. Sure balance is what's important my question is this so when you in your past when you dated did you date really shitty chicks who could who gave you a rough time or because i would think that would be you know a lot of times when we're hard on each other, ourselves like that we date people that give us the outcomes that we think we deserve uh no i yeah no that never happened like i mean that did it happen but i don't know that like she wasn't really like that she ended up cheating on me but it wasn't like she was bad towards me in the relationship did you, know? you have a lot of you had a lot of girls that cheated on you or no no it's just the one but that right. was like, that was probably like the seminal relationship in my life in college 
that was like that was like the first time where I was like open enough open. to give myself, yeah. you know what I mean? But um, but she wasn't she wasn't cruel to me on like a daily basis. That was just something that was like, OK, we weren't right for each other. And then it worked out that way. Um, but no, I've kind of the women I've dated have been like representations of like the women that raised me. I don't think it's like any secret. Like, well, they're we, like, we all do that. Yeah, yeah. We marry our, you know, yeah. they're like so very nurturing, super this nurturing, like characters, like my family, they were all like women who were characters and they were funny. Yeah. So like I yeah. gravitate towards women who like are that way. So, so like, I mean, that the same way we talk about the representation of manhood is, which is what you come what you're trying to become sure. womanhood is your mom. Yes. Like yes. that, that 100%. We, I got to do the, my neighbor, his mother, his mother is a demon and he apps like he, the yeah. women he date just treat him like they're like evil yeah. and me and he can't pick, you know, he don't, he, anything not that is not womanly enough for him. Right. You know, yeah. whether it's because subconsciously he's seeing that as, the, the parameters but so the, the so the women you dated with like your mom did you you have a you got a big body count you got a high body count no man it's 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 embarrassed i mean embarrassingly low but like more so like uh i was more quick to just like fall in love with a person and then be with that person for a long got time you. and like my trajectory was like i dated this girl in college was my first love we dated for like three or four years. And I was like, so like, you know, I grew up in North Jersey and like, you probably understand too. Like when you grow up in like, sort of like a somewhat like blue collar, like a little bit rougher area. And you kind of have this like artist, like somewhat sensitive brain about you, wow. you feel super isolated. So then right. like, I really, you know, I wasn't really giving, especially like man, Italian women in Jersey, like that, they're like some of the meanest, like, <laughs> like that's brutal, man. Like I would be like, hi. And they would be like, fuck you. And I'd be like, all right. Like, you know, <laughs> so like, so I fell in love with this girl in college. We dated for a couple of years. She cheats on me with my best friend. So that, so from there, I was more just like, when you're, after you're being cheated on, like you're hurt so badly, you can't give yourself to someone who you love 100%. So you find people that right. you like, if they break up with you, you'd almost be okay with it as a means of protecting yourself. So mm -hmm. like I went from there to this other relationship, which was safe. But after a while, I was like, this isn't right what I'm doing to her. So I got out of that and then met my fiance now. And that was kind of scary at first because I was like, oh, I love her as much as I do my college girlfriend. But this has worked out so far. That's just cool. That's cool. Sure I, I'm going to tell you something interesting, but I'm going to do it in the Patreon. If you can hang cool. out a little bit. Yeah, yeah I'm um, here. Let me real quick. What do you got going on other than the, sh the show that they hated in Edinburgh? <laughs> <laughs> What's the name of the show? Oh, uh, my dad show. isn't Danny DeVito. OK, uh, um, but uh, yeah, I got a special a stand up special out on my YouTube channel uh, called Brain Noise. Uh, that oh. You could watch. Just go to YouTube.com slash DeVito Anthony. Cool. And any social media you want to drop your show? Um, yeah, for sure. You can follow me on Instagram at comedian Anthony DeVito. All right. Harry, talk to me. Yo, uh, you could check all my social media at Harry Turjanian. And I'm also doing relationship consultations, which has been great. Um, if you need any sex or relationship advice, just uh, find me uh, via email advice from Harry at gmail.com. And then we can talk about rates and what I can do to make your life better. And uh, also join us over at patreon.com slash manschool202. Right now, we're going to continue our conversation and 
I'm curious what Dante is going to tell Anthony, which is very interesting. We're doing our bonus coverage over there. Patreon.com slash Manschool202. And we're also doing listener mail. So come over. Y'all all know I do consultations. Go to DanteNero.com. Click on consult. You can get me. I'll fix your life. Um, and uh, everything else. Google me, bitch. You know what it is. Uh, y'all know how to find me. Um, GYBB, get your balls back. WWDD, what would Dante do? The sexual revolution is being podcasted. Uh, I love y'all, man. We'll see you on the Patreon side. Please. Thank you.